Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion, unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. (laughs) (laughs) Volume 86. We made it. We arrived. I'm so happy to welcome all of you lovely listeners to the 86th volume of The Other Stories. As I have now recorded 85 of these, I'm making some demands. See, for the longest time I've been recording these volume openers in my cold garage into a 10-year-old iMac with a microphone wrapped in a kind of foam, sound-resistant prison. But from now on, I want more. From now on, I will only record when the conditions are perfect. I'll only record when the moon is gibbous. Not sure what a gibbous moon is, but I want it. I will only record whilst bathing in a bubble bath saturated with the healing salts of the Himalayas and Pluto. I also want a shoulder rub from a 20-fingered mutant and a Swedish tonsil massage. I will only record in anechoic chambers and at zero G. I don't want a single echo or G getting in the way of my recording. Okay, maybe 1G. And I'll only record after my microphone has been hand-warmed by a teddy bear enchanted with life, with plus-free endurance and a silk-touch buffer. That's a Minecraft joke. I've been playing too much Minecraft. (laughs) Let it be known, dearest Kez. These are my conditions, and I will not record a single thing unless they are met. Or failing that. If I can't have any of that stuff... I mean, just a cup of herbal tea would be nice. Why herbal tea? Because there's nothing as good in life 
as Mother Nature herself. Speaking of which, volume 86 is all about Mother Nature herself. This volume we have for you this month is A Beast. We've got stories about onions and secret gardens, wildlife and goddesses and onions. On storytelling duties, we have T.M. Friedrich, Jasmine Arch, Thomas Kent West, Georgia Cook, J.L. Royce, and newcomer Debbie Stone. And on narration duties, the returning Manny Real Guy, uh, Justin Fife, Josh Curran, Georgia Cook, and James Barnett, aka Jimmy Horace himself. Jimmy is also editing alongside regular editors Carl Hughes and Duncan Muggleton. Yes, volume 86, Mother Nature. I can't wait for you to hear it. Over in Patreon, we have two new superpowered patrons. So prepare to taste the rainbow, smell the dream, and welcome to the superpowered Patreon team, Virtus Davis, who has the power to fly, but unfortunately only at the pace of a steady jog. Lance Boudreau, he can read minds, but only when the person they're trying to read is daydreaming about eating Cheetos. So you better not daydream about eating Cheetos because Lance will know. And as you can probably guess, Lance uses this power to fight crime. Thank you for joining the fight to take over the world of independent audio fiction. You will get access to over 60 plus exclusive episodes. You'll get access to the regular episodes a week early and ad free. And on top of that, you'll get this month's Patreon exclusive episode. Forget about the great one written by Madeline Swan and narrated by Josh Curran. Here's the logline. Dan's new life is threatened when someone who remembers his old allegiances turns up to his dinner party. It's kind of a, a Lovecraftian kitchen sink drama. <laughs> the best, that's the best way I can put it. The true horror is the uh, washing up after dinner. So if you want to join and become a patron, you can do so by heading over to patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. The link will be in the show notes to every single episode. So just pop in there, tap on that, and place today to get access. You have one unheard message. Introducing TOS voicemails. We're testing out a new feature for the other stories. I was always a huge fan of the letters pages you'd find at the backs of comic books. And for a while I've wondered if there could be uh, an equivalent for a podcast. And well, we may have just found the thing. It's this brand new technology. <laughs> that nobody's ever heard of. It's right up there with artificial intelligence and Neuralink brain transmitters. Uh, they're called voicemails. And as of right now, you can leave a voicemail for the show by heading over to theotherstories.net forward slash contact and heading to the voicemail section. You don't need to use an old school phone or like a rotary dial-up or anything like that. Um, you can sort of record directly through your web browser using your PC or Mac or, or phone microphone. However, you may need to allow your browser access to your microphone. Um, to, but yeah, you hit record, you record straight into your computer. It sends us the audio file as, a, as an email. And then we will play your uh, voicemail on the show as part of one of the volume openers. Speaking of which, actually looks like we have a voicemail already. Let's hear what they have to say. Hello. Have you been in an accident that wasn't your fault? Please go to claimsnow.com forward slash yes, there's a scam, the other stories dot net dot TOS three FIV. Okay then. Uh, thank you, whoever the hell that was that left that amazing voicemail. Once again, to leave a voicemail, head over to the other stories dot net forward slash contact. 
Lastly, for today's volume opener, we have an interview with none other than Andy Conrad Turner. Andy has been working at the studio for a long time now. You might recognize his work from amazing stories like Tessellate, To Thine Own Self Be True, The Fight Before Christmas, and one of my personal favorites, The Toll. Or you may recognize his show running abilities on our Halloween specials like The Nest, The Halloween Horrors of Old Mill Lane, and The Witching Hour. It's safe to say that if you're a fan of Diva Stories, you're a fan of Andy's work. And he's been working away on a brand new special project. You may have noticed if you've been onto the Other Stories uh, website at all that we haven't told anybody anything about volume 87. Well, that is until now. Hey, Andy. Hey, Luke. Thanks for having me. Um, I understand that you have a couple of burning issues, which I'm not qualified to deal with. But if you've got any questions about writing or the upcoming theme, then I'm very happy to cover those. You've written and have been in charge of a number of Diva Story productions. Any favourites or any that you feel are a little underappreciated? Oh, okay. So we're going to begin with the classic, which one of your children is your favourite, eh? Um, like anyone asked that question, of course, I'm going to begin by saying, oh, I couldn't possibly love them all equally, and then, you know, relent and tell you exactly which one my favourite is. For me, it's really hard to beat the uh, the Halloween specials. Uh, it was really cool getting to showrun a couple of those and to work with all of the team, so the narrators, the other writers, the, the editing team, that really makes something come together that's really special. I've got a super soft spot for The Nest because, of course, we have that physical book out right now. Hopefully we'll see the, the same treatment come for the others in time. Um, and then little shout out to the Old Mill Lane one as well. It was really nice to work with authors that were working on it, what are in essence completely unconnected stories and then just working together to tweak them ever so slightly to help them fit into a larger theme. And then, of course, getting to work with Emily on the wraparound as well. So, you know, someone who I'd uh, really loved as, a, as an actor and a, and a horror movie actor growing up, getting to actually work with them on a project that we'd written was uh, was a delight. As for regular feed episodes, um, do I think any are underappreciated? I mean, technically, all of them. Um, I would quite happily see them on the national curriculum, globally, of course, and see um, generations all around the world being school-mandated, much like Shakespeare is. Um, people to really appreciate those. Download them on individual devices, of course, to make sure we get optimum download numbers. And then making sure they're studying really really diving into those pieces and uh, making sure we really raise the next generation of horror aficionados correctly as for individual themes that i've written for over the years uh, i think there'd be a couple that i would shout out specifically the first one i'd call out would be a story called mark my words that i wrote for a folklore theme a number of years ago there's a lot of autobiography in that story that means a lot to me um the grandmother uh, is very much based on lots of memories of my own grandma and the stories she would tell me about not seeing too close to the TV and why I shouldn't do things that were, you know, probably quite dangerous. Um, but the way she would put those stories together. Um, equally, the woods that the boy visits and the, the rope swing, real places that I have been, they probably still exist near my parents' house even today. This story also holds a very special place in my heart because it's the first one of my other story submissions that attracted any fan art. So an artist by the name of Emma Jane DeCruz got in touch with us on Instagram and while listening to the story she had drawn some images of some of the horrors that befell young Ricky during the story. Um, it was amazing to see it. Art is not a skill set that I have so it was really incredible to see that a story that I'd written and the good folks of the other stories had put out on the air 
had inspired someone to create something really, really incredible. So as a result, that's always going to be one of my favourite moments from all the work I've done with the other stories over the years. And then final shout out for me on those themes would be from the alternate realities theme. My story in that one, To Thine Own Self Be True, was so much fun to write. Um, Before the comic book movies um, really dived into the multiverse, I got to play with another story's multiverse. And now some months have passed and the wounds have healed. The, uh, The sound editors are talking to me again, so that's great. Volume 87 has been a big mystery for both people inside and outside the studio. And it's been your special project. Please tell us, good sir, what the devil have you been up to? Yes, indeed, it has been quite mysterious, hasn't it? And I must begin, actually, by thanking you, Luke, and the rest of the team for basically having a lot of faith and patience in saying, hey, would you like to run a theme? And then allow me to work in top secret on building it together with very minimal information. But I think we've reached the point we can share uh, a little more about it as it's uh, almost upon us. So for volume 87, I've taken a lot of inspiration from a place close to a lot of people's hearts and certainly something that a lot of us are very familiar with from years and years of stories growing up. Stories of magical kingdoms, of wishing upon stars and lands where wonders never end and everyone lives happily ever after. But of course, these aren't the stories we're telling. These, it's in the title, are the other stories. So I'm going to be inviting everyone to join me in a slightly more tragic kingdom. A kingdom where there are still no shortage of wonders, but uh, it's a more happily never after situation. So do come along everybody and join me as we look into things like when a hero climbs a faraway tower, who exactly are they saving and from what? What type of person sees all of their wishes come true? And when your theme park has an over 50 year streak of no guests dying on the premises, what lengths do you go to to maintain it? I've had so much fun working on these, both looking at the traditional stories, the messages that we've got from them, certainly in our lifetimes, uh, and then putting my own twist on them and looking at them from a modern slant from our current world as well. Um, I've also got out the microphone after some cameos last year, taking on some narration duties, so hope people enjoy that. If you don't, I'm sorry. If you do, you're welcome. Um, but other than that, I will share more in the volume 87 opener when I join you again. I've got a few standard questions that I like to ask all of our creatives that we interview on the show. Any advice for aspiring creatives? Very bluntly, when it comes to advice, I would say the most important thing is to just get out and do the thing. Um, Regardless of the medium or your interest, your creative output that you're working on, you will see far more progress if you can look at a finished project and reflect upon what went well and what you could do differently than you will with half-finished ideas that never saw the light of day because perfection became the enemy of progress and you got frustrated and abandoned it because it just didn't feel like something you could finish. I'd also invite people to really look at the feedback they receive and analyse what is subjective, what is objective. If you have a problem with spelling as a writer, that is something objectively that you could work on, be it changing your proofreading process, using electronic tools to help you, or just do it more and get more practice. Other things could be subjective, which doesn't necessarily mean that your work is bad, it just might mean that it doesn't fit into a particular place. Look at the work we do on the other stories, for example. You have 2,000 words or thereabout to tell a story. It could be that the pacing of your story or the level of detail in it just doesn't work on that kind of quick turnaround, so maybe longer form is for you. Um, It could be that your 
really, really good at dialogue, but that is not the greatest fit for a comic book. Take a look at what you're doing and use the feedback to tailor how you're producing that and it will find its audience. But of course, that leans back into my first point that to hear that, to learn those lessons, got to get it finished and out there. Hey, Andy, what are your handshake horrors? Are you favourite movies, books, comics, etc.? I am a huge, huge fan of horror across all genres and mediums, but I think if you really wanted to get to know me quickly, look no further than some of the classics of the 1980s. Look at John Carpenter's The Thing. Look at slashers of the era as well, like the Friday the 13th, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Sleepaway Camp, obviously. Um, but beyond that as well, I love an anthology. Some of the original um, creep shows, uh, Tales from the Crypt, some great, great movies and some short horrors there. Probably links back to some of my first horror experiences as a youth. So in the 90s particularly, I was a big fan of like things like the Outer Limits series that was out there. I've been revisiting them recently. Still really hold up. Would also be hugely remiss of me not to dive into horror gaming. Um, not only formative years spent playing games like Resident Evil, Silent Hill, Dino Crisis and so on, but even further back, you look at old point-and-click adventures that used to get early FMV videos like Phantasmagoria. Absolutely loved that, ate it up as a, as a youth. Uh, and then obviously fast forward now, you've got great games like Dead Space. The remake is currently still on my to playlist, hoping to get around to it very soon. And speaking of... Any other horror-related podcasts you'd like to talk about? Wink, wink. Finish that, Skluke, because as luck would have it, I am a co-host over on a weekly horror film discussion podcast called The Horror Hangout. I host that alongside the wonderful Ben Errington and the marvellous Luke Condor with a K himself. Every week, two or three of us, plus or minus guests of various descriptions and incarnations, uh, we get together and we talk about the best and worst that horror movies have to offer alongside horror news... What we've been watching recently, um, none of us are professional film academics. Sometimes our guests are, but we are not. So what we do is we go through, we have a casual chat, we talk through the film. As the name suggests, it's like a hangout. Hang out with your friends, talking about a horror movie in hopefully funny, amusing, occasionally interesting and insightful ways. Um, I love doing it. It's a good excuse to watch movies and hang out with my friends and talk about them. I hope people enjoy listening to it. Come and join us over there if you haven't already. We've been branching out and doing a few special episodes uh, in the last couple of years too, so we've been covering more film festivals and independent movies that usually premiere at that kind of event. Um, recent episode we've done covering Fright Fest in Glasgow, we've done that over previous years as well. We also intend to be actually down in London live uh, this August to cover the main Fright Fest event as well. We like to get interviews together with independent horror directors and the creators that are also involved there as well. Some of them have come on to be guests on the on the main show as well, so it's a really nice way that you can hopefully discover new horror uh, that you perhaps haven't seen in your cinemas as well. So do come and join us to expand your horror horror palettes, if you like, and occasionally, just occasionally, we'll do a quiz episode too. And what's on the horizon for you and your creative work? Well, with Volume 87 safely in the can, the next job for me is to return to the world of comic books for a little while. Um, we had Horde Comics Volume 1 come out a number of years ago now, which was a short anthology series of some standalone horror stories in comic format. Um, we had a great deal of fun doing it, but we put production of the second volume on hold for a little while, lack of um, conventions during COVID, etc. But with the return to them in 2022, we're now looking to get the production of Volume 2 underway properly. We're about 50% of the way done with the art now, so... Really want to get those last few stories written and produced in time for conventions towards the end of this year. 
Other than that, a few other short projects, which I will reveal more when the time comes. And lastly, where can we follow you and your work? Social media-wise, I am most active on Twitter. You can follow me there at, at AndyCTWrites or at Horde Comics, where we cover the comic work very specifically. Um, if you're a member of any of the Hawk and Cleaver groups, be it the Facebook, be it the Discord, I'm on all of those as well. So if you'd like to interact with me there, you're very welcome to. So, thanks for listening. Thanks again, Luke. See you soon. Bye. Enjoy Volume 86. Until next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com slash covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com slash covered. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.